0: Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 236. Uh, it's a returning guest, uh, in fact, a new member of the three-time club. Uh, this is Claire Maybe She is the one of the directors of uh, Verb Festival, which used to be known as Lit Crawl. They still put on the Lit Crawl event, but they actually came up with the umbrella term Verb Festival verb which does the entire verb festival and a series of other readings and showcases throughout the year uh claire and her partner in life and work andrew laking were first on the po- podcast back in 2017 I think it was around episode 86 and then I caught up with them the following year um, for episode 139 uh, this time it was Claire on her own um, just just the way it worked The, the parents and they're juggling lots of things um, obviously the Lit Crawl and Verb Festival are coming up in November in Wellington um, and so it is about previewing that but also I wanted to get in touch with Claire and talk to her um, missed out on talking to them last year Uh, to preview the event but wanted to catch up because of the strange year that 2020 has been and um it's been a year of reading for a lot of people a lot more reading uh claire is a book reviewer um uh, on rnz among many other things but also uh She has been involved in trying to organise events and what a headache that's been for for people with the restrictions. We're all of course very lucky to, to be here and to be living and now be able to have events. But what a headache it's been for those people directly involved in trying to organise and then reschedule events. And Claire tells the story of starting the year working on the New Zealand Festival and programming the writers and readers component of that and getting that done, um, the New Zealand festival shut down a couple of days before it was due to finish. So all of Claire's events actually took place. And then they had to shut that festival down and miss, miss a couple of the shows uh, towards the end. And then that was the start of the New Zealand lockdown. Um, and so then we, we sort of go through her story of the year from there. I uh, always love catching up with Claire, talking to her, bumping into her every now and then up at Radio New Zealand, and uh, we have a few little conversations during the year online. Usually they are about Bob Dylan, we're both Bob Dylan fans, so, so this conversation starts, although listening back to it, it was mostly just me talking about Bob Dylan, but uh, we were talking about Bob Dylan before I hit record, and then I just decided to turn the recorder on and um, ease into the conversation about books. Uh, through a conversation about Bob Dylan and his music so Start off with, with me talking about Bob Dylan and then we'll move into Claire talking about books and the two of us talking about what a strange year it's been for uh, events, um, literary events and also we talk about the, um, the development of Verb and how they've got into doing um, political podcasts and live shows and conversations with yeah, people slightly outside of just the lit- literary field. Um, So a great conversation and I'll have the dates up for Lit Crawl and the Verb Festival. Lots of great stuff happening in that weekend of the uh, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th of November. Um, So check out the website. I will put up links to the previous conversations with Claire and Andrew, although those were primarily to um, plug the program for those years. Certainly that first conversation you'll get to hear a bit more about Claire's background. in the publishing industry, in the events management and organisation uh, that she's done. And uh, yeah, love talking to her and love this conversation. Hope you enjoy it, too. The first
1: time Bob Dylan sounds like Bob Dylan unfiltered. Like, it sounds like Bob Dylan, as in, he not
0: has a these, version
1: of Bob Dylan.
0: He has these moments where um, I think in his career where you recognise and you don't recognise them till afterwards, where you recognise like there's this significant run of work that he's been doing in the moment, and then the yeah. new, then the new voice arrives. Yeah. So does that make sense? I think yeah, that's I what know, I think totally that's what's happened like with this because I always almost
1: since modern times. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah trajectory.
0: yeah yeah. So there was the there was sort of the time out of mind run yeah up to around modern times that was a little bracket and then like the extent it's still in the same vein but the extension of it is from modern times to now and obviously the the cool thing was like he was working out what he was doing with his voice by doing all those covers which funnily enough that happened just before time out of mind too like just before time out of mind he did two covers albums that are fantastic of like old folk tunes yeah in the the early 90s where he was because he was you know like a lot of people he was pretty creatively well not creatively spent but just he was the wrong person for the wrong time in the 80s you know so he's succumbing to 80s production and all of that stuff and it just didn't really quite work and he put out that album um, Under the Red Sky in
1: 1990 which is
0: terrible yeah but I quite like it because I just you know whatever I was 13 or whatever when it came out and I just was into Bob so I was into it and it's I, I still quite like it. It's got, but it has like some of his absolute worst lyrics. So that's wrong, <laughs> oh God, you know. It's so good. Um, and it's so good. and it's loaded with guest stars. It's like you know the guitar solos by Stevie Ray and Then it's by oh Slash. God. Then it's oh by God, you know I'm like it, it's just so over the top. I think yeah, Elton John so plays good. on it. You know, it's just <laughs> anyone they could get, and everyone wanted to go and bow down to Bob. Yeah. You know, kneel at his feet, kind of thing. And then so after that, he just took a couple of years to just tour and stopped making records and then he he quickly put out these two one's called good as i've been to you and one's called world gone mad and they are fantastic Mm, so like 90 i think they're like 93 94 or 92
1: 94 i've never really listened to
0: those they're great good as i've been to you i picked up um on vinyl and like a bootleg copy of it in melbourne last year and having got back into into listening to it and i've got this kind of fake white vinyl version that's i looked it up on discogs and it's like you know illegal (laughs) it's classic um but it's so good like Uh, it's so good so uh, um,
1: awesome okay but i
0: agree that new album is just it's so good and i did that thing with it which i I was saying with the i mean maybe i'll go back and break my code but i did the that with that and the Fiona Apple album this year I'm, I'm just like that album I'm too. just like I'm not even going to review them I just want those for myself you know yeah. like uh, enough people are saying enough things about them yeah and I'm broadly in support of everyone raving about them I think but quite what I've learned over the last few years is it's quite nice to just keep your do you do that with books do you like have yeah, books that are so like, special that you don't actually want to take them on the radio and recommend them like a party you wants to
1: yeah no I have um, loads of books like that. That I read and that are just mine, and actually, often books that are because I I'm always having to kind of read up to date, like reading yeah, new yeah, releases yeah. and yeah. even try and read in advance a lot of the time. But I actually really love reading books from the past. Like I yeah. really I'm really getting into Anita Brookner. Yeah, who's like a um she's written she wrote like god twenty six novels. And she's, she's a bit like Shona Koia, who is a New Zealand mm, writer mm, that mm, I love, mm. who I feel like is just mine. Like, I've never yeah, yeah, programmed yeah. her. I've tried, but she doesn't want to do public things. But I have um, I just love her work, and Anita Bruckner feels the same, so it feels quite indulgent, and yeah. it's totally just my interest. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Then there are people that you... you ends up that's the default but you have you've tried really hard to rave about them and recommend them but they just sort of end up sitting as like a thing that you feel like only you I love that, yeah I have that I have like this? I have that like the, the the like I know they've got their following but like the Aussie band The next I just think they ah, are right, yeah. the most amazing thing and I sort of I review every album and um you know I, I sort of you know, one of my favourite things was meeting the piano player from the next and interviewing him on radio over in Australia, and I just couldn't believe my luck. But then you mention it to people, and they're like, who's that? I you know, say, who's yeah. that? Do I care? Or you play them, and they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. Like,
1: <laughs> I felt like that was. With- Although I think I do have feelings, but I've always been a major Gertrude Stein fan.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, like, and
1: I quite often like <laughs> yeah refer to her or like obliquely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, her and, and it's I'm not honest. like it's
1: just totally my. Phalanx.
0: And it doesn't <laughs> hit the mark like if you say Joan Didion and everyone yeah. jumps on that and goes yeah, yeah of course because she's yeah. Sort of, yeah.
1: I feel like maybe lots of poets would get it like Tender Buttons mm-hmm. by Gertrude Stein, blew my mind when I was about eighteen. And I've never, like, I feel like I've absorbed it. Yeah. Like, it's just gone into my brain. And it comes out every now and then. And I just, yeah, there's things like that. And also maybe, yeah, there's a few kind of reference points. Like, I'm also a big tarot person. Oh, like uh, I yeah, read yeah. tarot quite a lot. Yeah. And Jessa Crispin, who we brought yeah. out a few years ago, like, her tarot book for me is really, like, something, it's like a reference book. Because it's an interesting way of writing it, and it's it's kind of like an anthology of other reading and art. Yeah. Because she kind of relates everything back in that book to the creative process. So it's a, um, it's a real use, it's just a really useful book, and I quite often refer to that. And it's like a white noise.
0: And what about when, don't you love it when someone introduces you to, I, like, I particularly love this with um, authors, actually. I guess it happens with music too, but. Um, it's more interesting to me with authors. is someone recommends you a book or an author, and you re- it really clicks with you, and you think you've discovered something that or been passed on something that is pretty obscure, and then you start finding yeah. not yeah, or well, even if not everywhere, just. Other people whose work you admire mm. or stuff are really like. Um, do you know James Tate, this poet? Yes, yeah, um, no, I do. Yeah, I feel like he's having a moment yeah, at the moment because yeah. Anna Smale um, recommended James Tate to me a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. and she's loaned me that's her book, and she's loaned me a couple of his books, and I've just they they're hard to um, to tear through. They're, they're amazingly yeah, really dense, dense. Yeah. but they're incredible, and then. Um, you know Ellie Whitelock who's who I'm a yeah, big yeah, fan yeah. of.
1: Yes, I've been. Um, I've been. I, I told
0: you about Ellie. her, you didn't did, I? And yeah. Someone else recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Published it, actually. Yeah. The awesome. I'd like to bring Ellie. Yeah. One day when yeah, we can.
0: yeah. So she um, is a massive fan of James Tate, and I was like, well, oh, yeah. And you yeah, have that moment where you're like, well, not only does that make sense, it's yeah. just really cool. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Really yeah, cool. yeah. Totally. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, I've been. Um, I've been doing a bit of work with Megan Dunn, who's another yeah, the city gallery, and we have obviously a mutual interest in art, because I yeah. did art history was yeah. other degree, and um, I've now become extremely obsessed with Jeannie Higgy, who's the editor of Freeze magazine, kind of, so Megan interviewed her for a co-publishing yeah. thing i yeah, and, yeah. and like the bow down podcast that Jeannie does I just adore it, like it's just her talking to an interesting person from the art world, whether they're an artist or a curator or a designer or from all over the world, talking about women from art who we should be acknowledging and recognising and celebrating. And it's such a good, like, that 20-minute podcast just fulfils my, like, art nice. history. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Love, I just love it. Yeah. So now I've, I've kind of been reading quite a bit of, um, I guess, writers who are in the vein of Gertrude Stein a little bit for me. Yeah. Like, that quite challenging way of just playing with language. I've yep. got a book at, at Unity that I need to go and collect by Harry Harry Doge, who's um, who's um, the partner of the Argonauts author, whose name has just gone totally out of my head, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't
0: know that name either. I. Oh, Megan Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's called Metamorphosis, and Harry's work is very Gertrude Stein-y. Like yeah. It really plays with language, and it's kind of on that interesting borderland of poetry yep. prose yeah, which I yeah. love I just love
0: it it's yeah. not for everyone but I really enjoy this guy I was going to I was going to tell you about this afterwards but we might as well just talk about this while we're recording but this guy's new to me
1: ah, and to me um,
0: that is another that's a that's an Ali Whitelock recommendation so Laura
1: Jane McKay on the i the Yeah,
0: yeah so I read her review of this guy David Stavenger who's an Australian poet and editor and um it's amazing and her, her review was amazing and so i messaged the publisher and was just like hey can you send me a copy of that to you know i'd like to review it and um again that's just another one i'm slowly making my way through i quite often tear through poetry books and then mm. and then reread you know and then reread them and go to favorites and so on but i quite often just tear through them cover to cover but this is this is
1: cool kind of
0: dense but in a really cool way like it's, and it's super very kind of like, like, brief look yeah
1: it reminds me a little bit of Jackson
0: Newlands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Event. Well, which I, which I've just read and loved, and just interviewed Jackson. So
1: good, isn't it? I love that. Yeah, that, yeah, that book's book. cool.
0: And so yeah, that. So Shani Doshi
1: on the back there is also brilliant. Mm. I've been getting into her
0: poetry lately. But that's it's yeah, yeah cool. definitely. Um, take a photo of that. Quite cool cover. And can't cover. It's a cool cover, right? Eh? Yeah. That book's amazing, and I, I was reading. So, I read a couple of them out to Katie, and she was like, "Oh man, I've got to check that out. Like, it's such yeah. a cool book. Like, she could just." it's just a br- he's a brilliant voice so
1: yeah um i've got um i've been kind of trying to think how i'm gonna approach reading in summer because it's yeah. like a big time reading time yeah yeah I yeah Try and smash through heaps of books that are on my pile and i haven't read any of ali smith's um
0: oh the, 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 the series the seasons, yeah 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 so i've kind of got that and they seem like quite a um uh, accessible you know, ser- yeah, ser- right, series like they're not, yeah, too- yeah that's right. Yeah. But they're not too long, they're not too yeah. heavy, but
1: I just really like the idea of like a whole year of in four books.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. totally. something
1: appealing about yeah, that?
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, I, I actually, I mean, Katie's a big fan and has read most of her stuff. She hasn't read that any of that series, but I think have we got, oh, probably they're probably sitting behind me I can somewhere say, yeah, to see, there, some. yeah, my yeah. My there's a there's we've got quite a few of them, but um. Yeah, I don't know if I've read any of her, her it's work, She's really actually. interesting. Yeah.
1: I think for me, like, she is someone who somehow... I guess How to Be Both did this for me, like, brought that kind of... I really like writing about artists, mm. I've, I've realised. Mm. Like, every book I've ever read that kind of brings those two worlds together really interests me and stays with me. And Ali Smith, I, I think, does that for me. And also because her style is so artistic, like, her way of writing is so compelling and interesting and strange. Like mm, there's mm, that kind of mm.
0: strangeness. So, have you read that new? Is it Olivia Lang? Did the new? The, that, uh, no, I'm um, um, halfway yet. through that. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I would love to read you'll, you'll, that. I would that'd love be a good, good
0: summer one for you.
1: Yeah. yeah, and also, I need to read um Flights by yeah. Olga. Yeah, yeah I, I want to read that one. Um, my brother, who's a good reader, just said that it was like the best book he's ever
0: read. Yeah. so that's now on my summer pile. <laughs> um, so how's twenty twenty been for you? Oh my god, I'm about <laughs> done. The reason, the, I mean, we've we've talked a couple of times, and I, I think for some reason, timing-wise, it didn't work out last year. And I was trying to get in touch oh, with yeah. you guys for a, for a lit crawl preview, but it didn't happen. But we've done the last couple of years before that. Yeah, and um and I always enjoy it. But this year, I'm like, I, I've sort of as we, you've been on my mind I'm like you know you're someone I know well enough to think like man how have you handled <laughs> not just personally the existential crisis of 2020 but the fact that you're trying to program things around that yeah. that, al- that also on some level have to talk to that oh that's
1: so nice that we have been on your mind definitely um
0: I and obviously, have, just like in a fingers crossed kind for a while, yeah. it's just been that fingers crossed. Will Will I'm the levels like lift? That. Will it crawl happen? And of course, you will be and
1: just like that until the end. And yeah. just like please, just stay at level one. But but existential crisis is exactly that is that is how I feel about yeah. 2020 and it's not even like I feel like that on an epic way. Like I feel it like about politics. Yeah, I'm feeling it like about the environment. I feel it like about being like. I realize how much I place a lot of what is it it's something about being able to travel even if I'm not traveling in a year Mm. I kind of travel is really major for me like I get a lot of energy and kind of ideas and refreshment out of going to other places Mm. and adventure and exploring (laughs) and that being not not being able to do that or think about that has definitely had like a psychological impact on mm. me this year. I felt quite kind of bothered, really bothered by it and it, it's, yeah, it's a re- I've found it really hard to be honest and that's not even, <laughs> it's quite separate but I think related to festivals because yeah. you need some external energy injected into you when you're doing festivals because they take a lot out.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I've kind of been trying to replenish my energy stocks in other ways by like just doing different we've done quite a bit of travel around New Zealand just to get that kind of adventure Mm. there's something about having a little adventure (laughs) that I've needed but it's just the tenuousness of being in the arts is not a new thing like we all know that Mm. it's always pretty hard being independent and trying to make it work financially and all that stuff is not new but the the new part is just this extra, extra planning, extra uncertainty, extra kind of pressure. I think. Mm. Like, I do definitely do feel like what we do now is really like. I feel the pressure t- that it's has to be really good and serve its purpose well because Mm-mm. we don't know when it <laughs> might be shut down. Yeah, yeah, all that yeah. So I feel, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this year's festival. Like, I'm very ready to have a festival. I want, I can't wait to see everybody. Mm. I can't wait to, like, celebrate the books and and give um, audiences a chance to kind of listen to the conversations and kind of get into the work that's been done. I'm really excited about that. But I'm also, like, pretty anxious. I'm quite anxious. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, so I mean the New Zealand festival kind of luckily through. slipped Holy moly. through. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, that was And
0: the last cool. thing oh not quite the second to last thing I saw was um, Lucian's and Lucy's
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, dance mm, extravagant yeah, <laughs> multimedia um, dance. Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Um, which was quite um, Eerily yeah, prescient, and, yeah. and 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 um, yeah, and then went the next night and saw the slapstick oh, thing. Yeah. So those were kind of amazing things to see anyway. Yeah, and then they were amazing things to see in the context of what was slowly, at that point, slowly unraveling the this this strong political comment, and then this kind of open, free, lovely entertainment spectacle. Old-fashioned slapstick, yeah. done as new postmodern kind of fun. What? You know, to to basically just celebrate the idea of buying a ticket and going and seeing something and being open to mm. enjoying it. Yeah. And then that was all shut down. And yeah. That the was next it. Day
1: we had to cancel that last That's right. Years. Yeah, the, the, that's the, the right. Th- yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. That's right. They they were the ones that suffered. Yeah. Uh, well, a few other things, but they suffered like reduced run. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but still, people did get some audiences. Some people got to see those things. It was. So you were working on that. Yeah,
1: I was working on that. So we did the writers' program, which was a real joy. Like I really loved it. I felt um it was a big shift for that for that programme because traditionally it had run over four days consecutively. Yeah. This time we ran it over a much longer period so it had a, a kind of more space to run through the whole festival, which makes a lot of sense yeah. in the context of the festival. Um so it was like a super a real joy and I loved um everybody that came together for that programme. Like like um, yocha Al-Hathi from Oman, like, I just adored her, like, I knew she would be an interesting person to have in New Zealand t- to talk about her book, Celestial Bodies, but it was just a joy, like, she was a wonderful person, she goes obioma, like, amazing individuals that came together, and it was such a, I just loved it every second of it, mm. and then it started to become... This virus that we were checking up Mm. on and the flights, some things were starting to feel a bit dicey. But I had no idea it was going to happen like this. And then, because my program finished on the Saturday, and then we had to cancel the rest of the festival on the Sunday. Mm. So I literally just scraped through. And one author that came over, Christian Godsey from Pennsylvania, brilliant author, um, who kind of writes about capitalism and socialism in, in the historical sense but applicable to today and feminism. She she would not have arrived had she left a day later because her university had mm. forbidden, cance- uh, forbidden travel the day after she left um, the US and then everybody started to get very nervous in that last week about whether or not they'd be able to get home. So it was starting to feel pretty serious but still had no concept of, mm. of the fact that we'd go into a pandemic, global pandemic situation that would annihilate the events industry. <laughs> like, it was just so lucky. I mm. can't believe how lucky we were. And and I guess for that particular festival, you know, the next one's 2022, it'll be a different thing. Like, mm. it will not be the same. But, I mean, hopefully it can happen, mm. at least. You mm. know, I mean, we were so lucky and so many festivals got cancelled. And in terms of Verb and literal, like, also the timing like I mean god fingers crossed touch
0: what, that, that all... <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah you're, man, so you're going well out, when all of this is happening and, and stuff just goes out of your head and you don't worry yeah. about it because you're just forced to reconsider what, what's actually important which is good but yeah at least you can go well in as much as you've got to work away at these things, at least you can go, Well, lip crawl is at the end of the year. Yeah. Let's just see what happens for the yeah. next couple of weeks and then the next couple of weeks becomes this endless treadmill yeah. for about six or eight weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly. And in terms of what was what was hard or what the thing that kind of was hard for me this year was funding. Yeah. Because, I mean, Creative New Zealand did an incredible job of responding mm-hmm. um, to the lockdown. Like, I, I felt that the response and recovery grants were extremely well executed fast and saved a lot of people, including us. But then what happened was the timing for our, the usual grant we get to deliver the festival got pushed out and out and mm-hmm. out. So I only, <laughs> I only really found out that we were safe kind of just as we launched the program, so wow. it was a real production guy. Yeah. <laughs> we we're always a bit down to the wire, but this was really down to the wire. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, yeah, it's just kind of the precariousness of being an independent arts producer and artist has has felt way closer to the bone.
0: Yeah.
1: And in, and that's the same for everybody, and including suppliers and, you know, the sound engineers and just mm. everyone in the industry is just feeling it and I think that's quite yeah it's difficult because I think I'm I can't wait for Christmas like I'm really hanging out for summer of reading and just kind of having some time out to not worry about things but then 2021 <laughs> it's gone but not I just I think in my head I've gone 2021 will be a whole new year. Mm. But it won't. Yeah, it's not going to resolve
0: itself. It's not going to be a particularly um, <coughs> good year, I don't think. But no one wants to hear that. Right no, now, we just so, need some like
1: um, sunshine and
0: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and just some reminders of. But it's hard, isn't it? Because what what we all really kind of are looking for after an initial um, fall into line and do what you're told is what we're kind of looking for is reasons to celebrate why we're here and why we're alive and the things that are important to us. And then, you know, you can't fully go out and do all of that. Exactly. So what do you do? But one of the cool, uh, you know, the the ADAPT function has been cool, seeing people um create worlds on that people can access via zoom or whatever the technology is and it's allowed people to um workshop things present demo versions of things and the 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 polish has been removed because the polish Mm. you know it hasn't been feasible for people to work from home um put their best clothes on put their makeup on Mm. look their best and look after their children And look after their house and do their work. So sometimes the hair's not in the correct shape or whatever, and that's been good. That's actually been really good, and that's happened for yeah, and that's happened for um people working in their in their arts too. People just putting the putting the webcam on themselves with their acoustic guitar and sending a song out to the world or whatever.
1: Yeah, I watched heaps of those cool music. um, what was that there's that series where artists from New Zealand talk to artists you know yeah around yeah the country yeah, them, yeah. that really was good it. yeah but I or quite I loved like the meetings I had over lockdown the Zoom meetings where you actually got to see inside people's houses and increasingly everyone was like almost just literally in their pyjamas yeah like, I loved that I yeah. thought it was like a really good equaliser yes
0: a thing yeah.
1: and but what I have what I think the upsides are about this situation we're in is I've always been a big believer in small and intimate. Like, I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. something has to be big to be impressive or, like, have an impact on you. And I do think that...
0: Well, that's what Lit all has has been all about. Yeah,
1: I think that's... And for me, it's like this has really kind of reminded me Mm -hmm. why we did that. I was like, oh, yeah, I actually really believe in intimate and impactful over having to try and be really big. Mm. and I think sometimes it's quite hard when you're like driving a festival that has got quite a lot bigger to, rem- to for me it's, just, it's a very personal thing but it's reminded me of like what I really believe in in terms of events and like what is important that I believe is um, a useful contribution and I think that's also reminded me that Wellington the thing I love about Wellington is the lots of small it's not mm. like the big things for me yeah. it's like the fact that any time any time of year if you come to Wellington there will be something really interesting on anywhere you know in lots of different places in the city yeah. and I kind of I love that I feel that that's been a good kind of refreshing moment that's kind of given the independent sector a really good boost in terms of their value like it's yeah. such a valuable aspect of the industry and you can
0: see how like for you guys with the 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 size and style of it as an overall thing has you've you've evolved, it's grown. Mm. But um, you're very determined to keep the things that make it what it is yeah, stay in place.
1: So, so I think
0: like an obvious example is um, you know, Nick Bollinger always being at Alistair's music yeah. to do now that could have got bigger. Yeah. Like totally. you could the probably whole, everything probably everything from the first big. time you did it, you could have moved that to another. But now we're yeah. what is this the seventh, seventh time wow, crazy, yeah. that the same person will be in the same shop with a lot of the same audience? I yeah, reckon, yeah, yeah, they and know how to get there, yeah, laid, yeah, that know how, no exactly that that <laughs> that have decided that's their thing they need to be at, which yeah. is so awesome. Now, that could have moved to Bats Theatre and then moved to you know, yeah. Circa or what you could have yeah. really put that into you know, um, the Roxy Movie Theatre or anything, mm. you could have picked a bigger venue mm. and grown that and grown that, but um like Fly My Pretties did, because, they, yeah. for example, they yeah. started in small and got bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, you've been very clear to just keep with that stuff.
1: Yeah, we've had heaps of pressure over the years to kind of, um, to t- t- ticket it and also to move into much bigger venues. And I kind of, I understand why people say that and often it's because things still are getting really full and you're not guaranteed to get in. But for me, that, the reason I wouldn't do that is because of the audience. That t- to me, it's really there for, and it's still the ma- when we do our kind of you know surveying and stuff. The majority of people who go to local still that's the only literary event they'll go to. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I don't want to mess with that. I I love that, <laughs> and for me, that's an important part of. I think what Lit Crawl contributes is this act, this new audience yeah. building, and I kind of want to keep that. And I also just think you can buy a ticket and go to something all the time, and and we've kind of built that opportunity into the festival now. But Lit Crawl is not that, and I don't yeah. think it should be.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Like um, th- that one a couple of years ago where. Um, what was the venue that's gone now? Um, oh,
1: Caroline. Know, Caroline. Yeah. N- I was going to say
0: I need to narrow it down because there's been a few. But yeah, yeah I did that event um, at Caroline and uh, with Pip Adam and Tay Tibble. And yeah, that's. It right. was um, walking into it. It was just like I was obviously nervous and and into it. But walking into it, I was comp- and I've been to several lit crawl events, but I was unprepared for the the kind of communal euphoria it is that, like
1: that, that, that
0: presents yeah. from the, the energy that is created from that particular group of people getting together that are in it for that moment that is, is amazing. Is,
1: that's exactly it. It's an energy exchange. Yeah. And that's what, sort of, that's what, that is what COVID has challenged. I think for me is this whole idea that you can just put something, make a digital festival. Like for me, mm. that is, I cannot, I can't do that. Like, someone else, you know, if someone else is director of a verb, they might do that, and awesome, but I just am not in it for that, I'm in it for that exact thing, that energy exchange, and I feel that has, it changed, you know, I don't know, I've been thinking about this one moment of my life quite a lot recently, and it's going to sound weird, but I went and stayed with some nuns in Greece, I lived on the monastery for a while when I was travelling, and it was a really interesting time, and I learnt heaps from the others that were there. It wasn't a religious thing, it was a um like a farming thing. They had a whiffing farm. But I remember when I left the um Mother Superior said to me, Oh, we've changed each other and I was like, Oh, what do you what is what do you mean? And she was like, Well, the atoms that circle around you and the atoms that circle around me, they mingle mm. and then and they transform you transform each other. And I was I kind of didn't think much about it but I've thought about it so much yeah. just as I've been doing events because I think that's what it is like yeah. there's a physical thing that happens yeah. And,
0: and the, I love that. Though. The best bits of advice in life moments are those ones where you walk away in the moment and go, oh, what a dick. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Or about? or what, what were you actually on about? And then something happens that crystallizes that yeah, for yeah, you. Like, and yes. you go, oh, wow, that person yeah. was, was offering me something from the Oracle. You know, yeah, and it's yeah, a, it was that, months a, a or years later. Moment. Yeah, like, yeah, years, totally. It is a
1: very uh, transformational yeah, and, and I, th- I feel like that's what festivals do. It's like offers that chance to have a energy exchange through an art experience.
0: But also, don't you think, too, because to we are a nation of uh, pessimists, really. Yeah. Um, there's a classic thing where if you went bigger, and obviously in, in, in the landscape now, it's, rules are all rewritten and, and so forth, but if you went bigger, with even just a particular event, like the Nick Bollinger thing, if you decided to put that in a big hall and get mm. 200 people along mm. and only 50 people came, mm. then the, I, you know, whoever, I don't need to name an organisation, but the journalist from whatever organisation that had never ever covered Lickrall is going to suddenly write a piece going, oh, they failed. Yeah. You know, yeah. This, this thing that used to work failed. How'd they get that wrong? And it's like, well, where were the six or seven years of yeah. um, this beautiful, beautiful event happened? Uh, everyone loved it and everyone was happy. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're consciously um, sort of avoiding that as well, which I think. Oh, well,
1: I think I'm kind of having mean, quite a strong reaction to the sense that I think, like, I've been in festivals for a very long time now. Like, I've worked in them since I was in my early 20s. I'm now, now in my late 30s, and the the model that we have inherited in New Zealand often is, uh, is you know, colonial. Like, yeah. it, it's Edinburgh. Like, yeah. that's the model that, that we've inherited. Yeah. And I've definitely fought against that in myself, because I grew up in that model, and that's why I started Liverpool because it was different, and fought against that, and now... I'm fighting against it again like I'm like what is it that I really believe that verb is that is not that model because I I think that model demands a certain um type of venue a certain type of ticketing model a certain type of audience and I and I don't want to do like that's not what I (laughs) yeah started out to do but it's quite hard to fight those things in yourself like there's, you kind of inherit certain ways of doing things and, and certain expectations of what you're supposed to do. And I'm definitely still unpicking that a bit. So 2021 will be quite a different verb. Mm. It will be I am um, working on another kind of shift and it's definitely another move towards intimacy and um kind of really trying to hone into that transformational conversation that can happen on a small... within a small group of people. Mm, mm. So that's kind of where I'm heading
0: again. Mm, Yeah. mm. So uh, when did you know that... You are probably going to be able to do a festival this year, like a, ver- a lip crawl, a verb. <sighs> Far out.
1: Well, to be honest, Take me, I've been through, yeah, winging it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. completely yeah. winging it, and it sounds really. Well,
0: this is it. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't. I don't want to trigger, <laughs> trigger much in the way of a PTSD moment for you. But how? What have the sort of steps been of like? Well, has there been a like? Well, fuck it. We actually just won't bother.
1: Or um, just Or
0: has it always been a? Well, he-
1: one thing maybe to preface it is that with running a festival you're kind of living like this all the time yeah yeah yeah. stuff that gets thrown at you that you just kind of react to and like shit goes wrong all the time so you just kind of but never at this like epic scale well not
0: only that but it's uh, part of the epic scale is that it's affecting everyone Everyone. including the people that were never going to come to your festival so suddenly they know when they hear about your festival you know they have something to mark Mm. they have something to understand it because because that whole sort of like oh struggling artists whinging attitude is sort of out the window now because struggling accountants getting by struggling lawyers getting by as well right like eh? yeah
1: um well so over lockdown i was like okay we it was really survival i was like how are we gonna how are we gonna survive because andy and i we kind of make our lives work by having external contracts as well to kind of yeah. so sort of pay the bills and stuff, and those went out the window because at cool. all events, so we were like, how are we gonna? And Andy's also a gigging musician, so that was gone. So it was just survival. So how are we going to? Can we continue? What are we gonna have to try and get like real jobs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what house and what are we, they? And <laughs> what do we do? I yeah. am not qualified for anything else. Yeah. and then um. So we started the Verb community at Mm. that point. So that was something we wanted to do, but just hadn't had the time or focus or kind of...
0: Because when did you... Let's go back a step. When did you rebrand to Verb? Only
1: in 2019. I
0: thought so. I was going to say, I thought it was last year, not this year. So so that's the thing. It's like coming into 2020, you've got this, and everyone's got their own version of this story. But coming into 2020, you're excited. You've got this whole new brand that you've actually just recently unveiled and now you've got because lit crawl was the name of the event but it was also the name of the event within the event exactly. so that was getting tricky but people hard, people yeah. were are you going to lit crawl and lit crawl famously is the saturday night yeah crawl yeah um that goes through three phases but you have things either side of that so you create a verb as an umbrella
1: exactly for it
0: all and so you come into 2020 going yep we're excited.
1: Yeah. So we're excited. Well, I came well, I came in during the New Zealand Festival yeah. program as a, verb, as a partnership. Yeah. So we delivered that. I was really proud of it. I felt good about it. And then everything went crazy, locked down. And then it was like I was supposed to be working towards, yeah, this year's festival. But it was just completely kind of everything was off wiped off the table. And... Um, our funding, you know, timelines that we work to to kind of make sure we have the money to do the festival were also wiped off the table. So we started the verb community, which is a membership thing. So mm. you can kind of pay ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year or whatever you want, and you get some benefits as being part of the community, like discounts and like a special newsletter and and lots of different things um, that will happen um, as we as we build it. But so that was a, quite a key moment because it kind of had a good reaction. So it made me feel like people did want it to survive. <laughs> so it gave me a bit of a, a kind of focus. I guess I was like, okay, we have we're gonna keep going. I'm gonna really focus on this thing, and we'll we'll just make it work. And then then Creative New Zealand did the continuity grants. So we applied for one of those to keep us going and then we so I decided that instead of events we do publishing and um, that has been awesome I have loved doing that so we um, Creative New Zealand gave us money to pay writers so we could publish their new work so we've we decided just to do short stories when reading lists and essays and that has been so we I kind of made that my focus so a way to pay writers still but that wasn't dependent on live gathering And then once Level 2, at the same time, also, I had approached the spin-off to ask if they'd be interested in doing a political series with us, because I Mm. really felt that we should do that, and I'm personally really interested in, in New Zealand politics and wanted to understand more about key issues from multiple perspectives ahead of this freaking election which can't wait for it to be over but um we're
0: nearly, there. <laughs> we're nearly
1: there so close um so we started developing that as well and then as soon as level two happened we kind of came out with events mm. so we did that politics series every month and then um andy um has paired up with field and green the local restaurant and have done some really interesting kind of food uh collaborations there so we just kind of got more inventive and just more determined to make it work and then just kind of, it's just so month by month, like, just mm. like, okay, this is working, we're surviving so far, um, wages subsidy, like, I mean, thank God we're in the Labour government. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would have been like had it been a different government. I, I don't, I don't know if we'd be here. Yeah. I, I mean, without that. Support like what I don't know what the arts would be like. So I'm I feel really. Well, there wouldn't
0: grateful. be any. They would have just. They would have just. David Seymour would have shot a whole lot of people. Yeah. And 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 fed them to the struggling lawyers. Yeah. You know. That's to- probably, I mean, yeah. That's I probably. Really feel something like that. That is. You know. Really. St- I know that's a cartoon. That's though, a right? cartoon from the nineteen eighties, basically. But yeah, that's sort of the life we I would have of, been in. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I really feel just incredibly lucky that. We're in a labor government that cares about artists and you know mm. like sole traders and and allowed us to. I mean, because looking well, at our Australian. You get, college, that's what you get
0: when like your prime, prime minister you used to be a DJ. <laughs> yeah, true,
1: true, and has the portfolio. But um, so I, and I've also I guess felt I've always been really passionate about independent artists and the kind of making sure that independent artists are are really seen and looked after as an important part of the, you know, essential part of the arts ecology. Mm. So I've kind of really um, put a lot of work into advocacy this year, like worked with others in the industry like Joe Randerson and H.J. Cook-Kelly and Mel Hamilton and Leo Jean-Peters. And we kind of started, um, it's been a a very long process, but um, worked with Wellington NZ and Creative HQ to start an independent arts Uh, development program which is now underway and just kind of really tried to put my energy into supporting the industry that I care about and Mm. that has given me so much and that I just want and I really want Wellington to survive I just want Wellington to feel like it's thriving again Yeah, and I definitely felt like all of our events under level 2 and then under level 1 sold out quickly audiences came back easily I felt that people were very ready and trusting like people trusted the
0: venue yeah that's quite nice being yeah. in an audience at the moment isn't it that is like lovely. it's I went to a devil skin show the other oh, day yeah, and I'm not um, <laughs> and I'm not a fan um, but I enjoyed being in that audience yeah. and I enjoyed them more than I have ever previously but I think a part of it was that weak moment or whatever you want to call or just the new the new new the new yeah. now of going well aren't we lucky yeah to be able to go and do this and to see things and um, it's a confirmation of that the right steps were taken the right things happened in the right order essentially, sure you can nitpick and argue that there were mistakes but that's what happens when you're reacting to something unprecedented in real time I get a little bit sick of hearing, um, you know I know it's the opposition's job to be the opposition but it's uh, empty rhetoric for them to argue that things that they never would have done weren't, yeah. weren't being done by you yeah. know the current government. That makes no sense. It, it exposes politics for the folly game that it is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think um, we're so lucky. I think I mean we've got so many colleagues overseas who are, you know going into second, you know fourth lockdowns and kind of just still yeah. living the nightmare, and we're in this like beautiful bubble. I, I'm still real anxious like I still f- mm. feel worried about 2021 and the kind of yeah. financial projections and stuff but at least we can st- we're operational and yeah
0: you've found a way to, to operate yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: um so so I guess there was definitely a moment where I thought oh we won't be able to do festivals yeah but this isn't this is be
0: a community and we'll...
1: yeah but I just kind of decided that there would be I, I really to be really honest have winged it like yeah. I've been yeah. just going okay liquor will happen which again
0: is really what <laughs> which is really what a lot of creative people are doing yeah the whole you time. have to kind of yeah.
1: make it up as you go along like, yeah. honestly and and while you, you have contingency plans so now maybe you'd have like a wet weather plan as your backup. Mm. Now you have never one, level two, level him before. <laughs> yeah. And like, and that's. But I, I, actually feel really comfortable with that now. Like I'm kind of, and, and yeah, we've got great production managers who understand that that world and the health and safety implications and what we have to do and and the industry has adapted very fast. Yeah. 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 So I think it's it's there's so many silver linings and optimistic moments. Within
0: this, which is cool, yeah, 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 and yes, people are uh, there is a new hunger for people to experience, yeah, things, so like hopefully that again, that's what I've felt. I mean, I I, a lot of people have gone, Oh, you must be missing gigs, and it's like, Nah, I've seen enough gigs, Mm -hmm. but I have enjoyed the small handful that I've stepped out to in the last few weeks Later. including as I said things that I wouldn't ordinarily have wanted to go to yeah I've found a new way to appreciate them I mean you know everyone loves the Beths I think the Beths are good but they're not entirely for me but I loved going to their show mm. the other week that was another one where mm. I was like you know and then I've seen them a couple of times and they're an excellent live band but yeah. I, I, someone yeah. asked me for a review of them and I said um a really, really good band that is somehow still a little bit overrated. That's how, you know, that's what yeah, I feel about them. Mm. But um, in that moment, it was wonderful. And mm. I was really lucky to be there. And mm. again, that feeling of just people having a good time, mm. enjoying something that is not hurting the world. What's wrong with that? That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah,
1: and I think that the summer will be really exciting yeah. for that because there'll be so many good bands that are here and overseas, or like, you know... Th- The music scene, I think, will be really exciting for the for the next six months. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um,
0: Yeah, and you, I sometimes bump into you at RNZ. We are sometimes even in the studio at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to sneak in and be quiet while you're still talking, and then you sneak out as I start talking which is kind of fun but that all went away so did you yeah. do any radio stuff from home I
1: did and yeah. it was really was that, nerve-wracking yeah, oh my weird. god I did not like it because yeah. I felt I was always worried that the line wasn't really clear but also yeah. was with my toddler yes so and luckily the two o'clock spot that I usually do he was normally asleep but yeah. it's just on the cusp of waking up so I was always open. Yeah, yeah. So um, I enjoyed still doing that and
0: like feeling quite connected. Yes, but again, um, but it was, that's how I felt yeah, too. Yeah, definitely it was like,
1: prefer the studio. <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: a little bit simpler.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> well, you the you know whether you sound good or not is not your problem in a studio. Yeah, It's their exactly. problem. You yeah. know it. You know that's taken care of. Yeah, and you know there's someone there to fix it. Yeah, but even though, you know, you're on a phone line or whatever, you're talking through a computer or a phone. It's sort of your fault if it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. I felt that massively. Yeah, yeah. it's quite scary. Actually. Plus, there's
0: no even. You know, we we talk to um, Jesse from a different studio, but there is an engineer that yeah, can that can give you a visual cue. And there's an engineer that can give you a visual cue because because yeah. the host can talk to the engineer and say move things along or yeah. or um, just go into this or uh, we're going to jump that we're going to cut this bit but when you're on the end of a, like I did a couple of um I did two 40 of those sort of 30 40 minute long music features oh, wow. on the phone from home and they were very hard oh, cuz oh, yeah, there's not there's just no way it's That's just total guesswork.
1: You you feel a bit out of body, eh? Yeah. You're a bit kind of yeah. like a voice without a yeah, without being Oh, obscure. it was fun. At the yeah. same time it
0: was fun, but it was also like how's this actually going to work? Mm. Like, how I've got no idea of the timing, I've got I no... I loved
1: o- seeing the photos of the Radio New Zealand hosts at home, like Susan yeah, and Ferguson, someone the yeah, like, yeah. sign in the door. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was pretty... Yeah. Kind of... Yeah, I loved that. Just ingenuity and kind of the fact that people are still going and making it work and yeah. this... this very, I guess it was that real personalising of people.
0: Mm. Like, understanding...
1: Mm people's real actual lives involve mm. so much more than their job mm. i like that i think that should be the way it always is
0: so have oh. you thought you're a I mean you're a publisher now basically are you yeah. have you thought about combining the two things um more and like for a more old school thing of like doing Something like a verb yearbook,
1: yeah. I, I mean, or something
0: like that, so or some sort of commemorative. Is
1: kind of, yeah, I as my other job. Like yeah, when I I'd had a stint out of festivals and publishing, and I loved it, and I secretly would love to be a publisher again. Mm. So it was so super fun for me. I absolutely love um, the publishing work we've been doing, and a, to make a book again would be really awesome. I just am not sure. Yeah, I guess it's just that whole making sure we we can sustain. Mm. Yeah, I I just, I'm a really terrible person for doing too much. And I've just been trying to work on kind of making sure (laughs) sure that I um, am focused on the key things that I need to deliver well. So I feel like I would love to do that. But maybe not for a little while.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That could be a twenty twenty one twenty two goal.
1: Twenty two
0: maybe. Um yeah. the Auckland Riders Festival had a good approach to the online.
1: Yes, that was called cool. yeah, the Sunday didn't events. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was great. And they're kind of like Slightly magazine style, you know, the like the short mm. segments, and yeah, that was And really they cool. created
0: a, a consistency with basically having a host, yeah, one person, yeah,
1: yeah, like a uh, podcast,
0: like I guess a say. podcast or a yeah, like a host of a kind who worked through the whole thing. So you yeah. got to know that voice too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, thought that was really cool. I'm looking forward to the next live festival. I really hope that May can happen again. Yeah, I kind of I love going to other people's festivals. It's such a um, that's I mean it's kind of like travel for me like you get I just get a lot of energy from being able to enjoy the work that I do without having to work on it like it because for me like the festival time is awesome I love it but I don't often get to sit through a whole event no it's yeah you're, yeah you're flitting <laughs> yeah I'm definitely flitting or like yeah. dealing with something and so I'm going down to Christchurch um to word festival which will be great and yeah I'm, I hope that that all can happen. Yeah, in a way. I'm sure yeah. it
0: can. Yeah, so. and so word and verb have both really had to, as the first two rather large examples of literary festivals post COVID yeah. that are happening, have both had to go. Well, we're not having international events. Mm. We're not allowed. Mm. Um, so you've both started local and built up, and now it's scaled back to yeah. local. Yeah.
1: Which is totally fine. Yeah. To be honest, I. I mean, there is so much talent yeah. in Wellington alone.
0: Well, Verbs been very local, <laughs> yeah, based very always. Anyway, hasn't totally it? There, like the international guests are a nice sprinkling. They're not yeah, dominating. They're not
1: exactly, and that's kind of what we will continue to do. Like mm. we we don't want to become like a big international festival. No. We just wanna. We wanna the for me the international writers are points of really interesting contact and relationships between the work you know like I loved having Sarah Moss last year because I love I absolutely adore her writing she's a brilliant writer and I and I like making the connections between yeah. like her and the New Zealand writers and and for me those was and with the Australians too like we've always had Australian writers come over often in the emerging writers space because there's such interesting relationships that get that built through festivals and and, um I think it's important to kind of look outwards at, mm. at um you know the the world around us and, and what conversations are happening but definitely the core of it and the heart of it is the, the local talented publishers and writers and so there is just I mean I still could have programmed this festival twice again
0: yeah like yeah so yeah, much, yeah, yeah. so
1: much um yeah so much there
0: and you've got that yeah you've got um yeah some of your events could go longer but you don't want them to you want them to be you know they've got a finite they've got a particular shape yeah and you you're you're good at like not losing that
1: yeah I feel to me the 45 minute for look that is important because it's um part of the the energy thing yeah like I think um when things like tip over there it, it starts to change the nature of the experience totally but then the other the ticketed events are an hour and that's a good time to kind of get into a deeper conversation and and um and not have that rush of liquor. Cool. Yeah. So I think there's some. There's yeah. That's the kind of balance that we're trying to. And
0: you're so deep into um, doing this particular festival now that you have. Well, we mentioned the Nick Bollinger thing. You have a series of kind of greatest hits. Yeah, you know, the play the hits. You have things that you have to bring back, or you want yeah, to, but want you kind of have to as well, in a way. Definitely. Which, but like which is a perfect be. thing, a perfect situation to be in, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, when you can, um, when you can play satisfaction every night and mean it, that's good. But yeah. when you, but when you have to play it for fifty years and you don't care about it, yeah, that's noticeable. So your um, your things like show ponies and stuff. There are things that.
1: Oh my God, show ponies is so brilliant. I just am so excited. We're doing it. Um, It's sold out bloomin' fast. Um, I don't know if I should say this on the radio. We're considering a second night if if it can work. Yeah. Just because the the waiting list is so long. Yeah, wow. But I think Freya is such a clever individual. I think she's just... For me, when I saw show ponies last year, I just thought it was such a joyful Mm. expression of that you know marriage between performance and and what art is I just loved the kind of experimentation of it and the fun of it and the kind of it just worked so well like I mean it's basically like poetry cabaret yeah and it just worked and I loved it and I think um I'm really excited by this kind of new lineup for verb and I think phrase worked so hard and and she's a really clever person. I I mean, I'd love to see it tour. To, mm, yeah, to
0: yeah, overseas. could totally be. I
1: bear. think it would be a great a show. Yeah. But um, if we can ever do that again, so or even
0: just film it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's just so clever and, bad diaries Salon. I think this is the third time we'll be doing that with Kate Camp yeah. as well. Like she's like a regular. Yeah. Hilarious. Her, she's just so funny. Her yeah. Diaries, it just, I mean i wish i had that kind of brain like she's such a clever human and yeah the alistair's gig i mean would never not do that it's mm. just because it's it's more than just because it's also the relationship with alistair in that space yeah
0: like, yeah
1: it's such a special place for, yeah. for us in wellington and 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 the venues yeah the venues for us are so important like um Place, hunters and collectors, as well, yeah. like with Chrissy, like Bicycle Junction, yeah, Bicycle Junction, like those places are, are literal.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. and Meow is the home Meow's of, the, um, God, of has, the after party and of uh, many of the events.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have gonna amp up the after party a bit more this year because it t- just feels like the time, yeah, to just have a real good party. But yeah. Meow have been such an incredible hero of the industry. I honestly yeah. think that the way. um they have run that space has just kept the independent industry rolling and they've done it so professionally and so openly and warmly and i love it i love them yeah 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 i i mean we struggle with venues in wellington it's not a great city for venues but um meow and san fran i don't know what we'd do without them yeah
0: yeah totally
1: and the national library yeah they have been such an awesome partner for us like they They are amazing to work with. They love what we do. We love the what they do, and the spaces are beautiful for us. So, yeah, the the venues that we work with are, are the festival. Yeah. Like it's so it's such a huge part of it.
0: And you mentioned uh, show ponies selling out so quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, are there other ticketed events that uh, need a push? Are there other ticketed events that are going well and close e- to selling everything out?
1: Everything is getting pretty like um, particularly those kind of first opening events like show ponies and the showcase and um, what else is there that's kind of those first few events are getting quite full feminist rage night yeah. <laughs> that one that is one that started in the crawl that we have made a ticketed event in a bigger space mm. because it was so smashed last year and it was I just felt that it needed more time to explore it because yeah. it was so amazing and Michelle I caught is so great um and she also couldn't come down for liquor so we just made it happen because it couldn't happen without her. So they are all getting really full. Um the the stuff over the weekend in the and our kind of two key news, the National Library on Saturday and Sunday there's definitely room but they're starting to get full, yeah. full so people yeah. should definitely get in there and
0: yeah. start And what's... Okay. What have you tried? That's brand new. That's that, or you know, that's um, uh, uh, um, that you haven't done before, or you haven't done it in this way before. That's exciting, or that you want to draw people to.
1: Um, well, the whole actually, the whole national library thing is quite new. Like the way we've set that up is to have concurrent sessions in the auditorium and the other spaces, but also we're we're running a, like a marketplace in the foyer. So there'll be um like artists like Sarah Lang. Kiriann um, Lee, like really cool Wellington artists who are writers but also visual artists, and have this whole other practice. Like Zine Fest will be there. Yeah. So we're running kind of. Um, I really want to create like a warm communal space where people can hang out and yeah, just yeah. kind of chat. So and people go for the day. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and if there's and if there's to. um
0: a lag time between things they're particularly into, yeah,
1: they hang. Yeah. You just yeah. hang. You can yeah. hang out, and um. So that's kind of what we're trying to create, which is definitely new. Like, we haven't had that kind of hub
0: yeah. space
1: quite yeah. like that before. So that's, that is exciting. And we've had this amazing... Um, Ruby Joy Eid, who is an absolutely beautiful textile artist, has created this bunting. And it's um, verb bunting with, like, words yeah. that she gathered from artists and um, audiences. And so we're trying to create, like, more of, like, a festivity, you know, yeah. festival space.
0: Yeah. in there,
1: awesome. Yeah, It's yeah. That part of it is really fun. like the kind of yeah environment environment making festival
0: yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. And so, uh, we're a few weeks out from it, but we're trending towards the fact that it's all going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and that you're <laughs> Sorry, only you're only going to relax. What on the Saturday I'll evening? A little bit, Monday, but night. yeah, not until not until after it.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's normal for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, usually, yeah. I'm usually I'm usually very highly yeah. like strung. But um not in a bad way, it's just someone high alert, you know, like, you you Now what happened
0: what's your what what happens uh, typically for you as a sort of come down from doing this stuff? Like do you I usually you have like a total have a, day day or t- where yeah. have
1: a cry and I'll go and like Remember that Ruby Solly, the amazingly mm. talented musician
0: mm. who lives just coaches? down the road? Yep. Yeah, only
1: yeah. <laughs> street talent. Um, I remember last year she wrote to me and she said the most perfect thing she was like you need to go have a swim have a cry have an eat and I was like yeah that's that's, that's it (laughs) that's a good order those
0: are things that are good to do and in that order yeah that
1: is completely exactly
0: she's got got a lot of good wisdom
1: yeah she's very
0: well I did my own book launch the other week and I was exhausted thanks but I I mentioned it only because I was exhausted at the end of it yeah. And that was a one-off, fairly simple thing.
1: Yeah,
0: And I was I had a day where I felt like I'd been run over by a truck. Yeah. So this is why I'm asking you, like, on a whole other level what it's like for you. because I guess I've always been a little bit aware of that and I have run other events before, mm. but um, I realised this time, you know, my event went off successfully without a hitch and everything was comfortable about it. But and I wouldn't say I was ever stressed about it, but I realized after, only afterwards how much um, our body carries stress for us. Yeah. And you don't actually know it at the time or whatever, and then mm. the body sort of breaks down for a little bit afterwards and has yeah. to, has to you know, jettison it. It's
1: a bit of a... It's actually... Yeah, I've been <laughs> trying to work on self-care more this year. I hate that term. Yeah, yeah. But I really do. But I have... I've been sick a lot this year, and I kind of wonder if it is my body internalizing lots of stress and anxiety, and not mm. having a um, a way to kind of, cause cause we're not cause I usually run like yeah. running for me is yeah. like a major um, stress release, and also it kind of resets my brain. So if I'm having an, a Concern or or problem I can't. Yeah, feel. it's a break for you. For, it's a totally break for you from um,
0: reading as well. I imagine yeah, like you're and, probably and always reading. So
1: and organize like just mm.
0: yeah, and organizing and, and doing things. All this list yeah. of stuff. Verbing,
1: verbing, yeah, yeah, just verbing. So yeah. yeah, there is definitely physical pressure that happens when you're running something, and because you're physically on the go a lot as well, like, you usually are on your feet all day, and um, you have to. Your brain has to operate really quickly. So, um, but, but as we've grown and this year is the first year that we've kind of done this as we've finally got a production manager who's amazing. Mm. So the, the load is definitely lightened on me and I, and, um, and on Andy too. So like Andy's actually in the festival this mm. year. He's playing, he's composing some music with Nigel Collins for Lloyd-Jones for his Lit Cruel. and real, it's going to be interesting. They rehearsed the other night, it was really beautiful sound. So we've kind of. Yeah, we've and we've got that amazing clear noble um, working for us part-time so she's kind of handling a lot of the admin that I was doing and so kind of just learning to um, share the load has been really good mm. for me like I'm quite um, I guess when you start off real small and you do everything it can be quite hard to devolve it outwards again and, and I've been trying really hard <laughs> to do that yeah, so yeah. I'm not insane yeah and yeah um, that's really great, and I love, I really like working more like that, and also have the most amazing guest curators, like Anahira, Gilday, and Nadine Ann Huda from Te ha. like, they have put in some beautiful events, loved working with them, and I kind of want to do that more Yeah, because it was only
0: a couple of years ago you really introduced the guest curators. Yeah, Chris through, Chase was yeah, our first, and, right. then,
1: and then it just was so, I just, I prefer that way of working, I don't really i don't really like being the one person like i do think working in a kind of community is really awesome yeah and it's more fun and more interesting that yeah Yeah, more, are more ideas more, more voices yeah. more ideas yeah and so that's that's what we're building also then
0: to. you totally get to actually become a boss <laughs> so it, it it you know, it, it helps with that kind of control freak thing where you're yeah. actually bossing other people around a tiny bit.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of I don't, see, like you like I don't see you like that. I don't see you like
0: me. that at all. I'm just uh, I'm just teasing you.
1: <laughs> no, I kind of um it's just more interesting and I want the festival to continue to feel like it's evolving and I don't it can't evolve with me. You know, like it's yeah, gotta have yeah. more brains on yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that we're, this year has taught us, I think, a lot about um, I want to say like project succession planning or something like exactly. the, the the not just the way to put things on in an alternative sense, but to delegate and to you know collaborate.
1: Yeah, collaboration yeah. is key. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we've we're doing another little festival actually. That was course kind of course you are of <laughs> course, course so you are
0: <laughs> every time I um, invite you around for a chat or come and see you for a chat you've started something new oh, so
1: this was like this was part of this was the lockdown thing I was like okay so probably we won't be able to do you know the scale of 2019 which was you know 100 events or so like maybe just under we'll have to do two smaller ones to kind of serve yeah. the community um, so we're doing verb this year and then in February we're doing a weekend in the gardens Yeah. which I I have always wanted to do it, like I definitely was like okay this is an opportunity to try yeah, this awesome. out do, will it work, will the weather hold out yeah, god knows, I don't know but like,
0: always a gamble in Wellington
1: yeah, total gamble, I did research the weekends though to, in the through history like yeah. what is the best, <laughs> traditionally the best weekend, <laughs> so we landed on like the third weekend of February, yeah and um the spin-off of come on board as a partner and ocular who are a real awesome local design small design mm. agency and wellington city council and so it'll be quite a an interesting mix of like talks and music and food so i think it'll be i i think it'll be really fun yeah cool just kind of to try you know i love i love free outdoor festivals yeah. I, I mean that's kind of yeah, I used to, when I worked on other kind... You know, multi-arts festivals, those are the bits that I love doing the most was that kind of site planning and that kind of free, atmospheric thing with lots of layers to it. I love that, so. Well,
0: you're um, you're reducing the barriers of entry to art. Yeah. That's actually what I see yeah. you as doing. Like, yeah,
1: that's what I... You,
0: you I'm, personally, you and Andy, Verb, as a collective, you're creating... Opportunities for people to um, discover it by fluke, yeah. To not feel self-conscious about not knowing enough, yeah. To not feel, you know, like they shouldn't be there. Mm. Um, to but also to not feel um, smacked over the head by it either, As yeah, well, because that's I, a fine line, like yeah. when you when things set up and you know you always sit with those. <clears throat> overzealous street performers that come up and stop people in their tracks and ask them to be part of their show when they don't want to be Ooh. uh is, yeah, is as daunting and awful as mm. someone inviting you along to the jazz festival when you don't like jazz you know mm. like it's it's just as bad mm. so you're um you're operating in the middle of that and going well here's this thing that you can check out you don't need to know anything about it, and you're going to get an experience from it. Mm. But you're not chasing them down the street with it.
1: No, I, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's such a funny one. Like art. What What I think I've realised maybe slightly late in my career is that art has such a different meaning to what you think it means when you're in the arts. Like the yes. like. Yeah, like pe- so many people's definition of art is outside of what I think art is, which is really, like, a, a... such a personal... It's an energy exchange. And, like, yes, you can kind of have that really intensely um, high-professional St. James theatre thing. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, I love... I have, have had some amazing times in those very big settings. But it's also, like, seeing a seeing street performer who you pass by mm. and you might have like some kind of thought about it but it it's just so such a massive part of our lives every single day and I think that is what has been interesting about 2020 is trying to communicate that mm. like I think it's interesting like I think C&Z have tried to push that message you know that we actually do need to support artists because if you didn't you know there's that kind of quite common phrase now like you know, where would you have been in lockdown without Netflix and yeah, yeah. The radio and yeah. books? Yeah. So that, and that is, you know, the art in everyday life. So I think that is hard. It's hard to communicate the value of that.
0: The Arts Foundation did a good thing with those grants too with, um, yeah. with Boosted. Yes. Where people, if they raised a portion of their target, they matched it.
1: Yeah, that's Which was also- pretty cool, and,
0: and I can speak to that. I was a recipient of that for... For my book. Oh, that's really um, cool. And yeah. I, I've always been a little bit concerned around crowdfunding, and I think um, maybe its response in COVID times was a further um, legitimizing of it. Mm. You know, that yeah. people, pe- and people, I think when you're stuck at home, you were looking for any sort of interaction. Mm. And so if you could donate to something and then have something turn up via a link or yeah. via the mailbox and you'd forgotten about it in some cases it was you know like I think there was a rush of people ordering things
1: oh my god and even then, they, like I know? ordered so many books over lockdown like yeah. it was such a lifeline yeah I just wanted to I, I bought books from about nine different independent books yeah. across New Zealand because I love them so much yeah even though like like, Volume, down in Nelson, is one of my favourite ever bookshops. Yeah. I never go there, because I'm hardly ever in Nelson, but yeah. I just love them, and I know I want to know that they're there. And I'm yeah, okay. yeah. And I think heaps of people have that reaction. Yeah. Like, I
0: ran Grant Smithies and and bought, like, yeah, half a dozen reggae records from him. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I could have waited until the stores opened and they were all things that I could have played through my Spotify account or on YouTube, and, and was doing in some cases, but... The idea that I could donate some cash yeah. and um, and receive something, you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't about the good gesture of paying, although that was part of it. Really, it was about receiving something to feel connected to the world again, and
1: and also kind of saying I value you, yeah. I, I value that you're, yeah, 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 yeah. I
0: want you to keep trading. Yeah. I want you to do your best. Yeah, I and, feel like
1: that yeah. is so cool, and I, yeah. And I feel that that spirit is still going.
0: Mm. I
1: just, um, yeah, it's just twenty twenty one as as. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have will I'll holiday.
0: <laughs> I'll talk to you in 2021 about 2021 yeah. and, um, if, if we're both still doing what we're doing, which yeah, I have a feeling we so, will I, be. But um, so. yeah, no, it's nice that stuff. I mean, like the number one comment I got from my book launch was people saying, I didn't. I've never enjoyed a poetry launch so much. And I thought, well, A, that's awesome. And B, why not? Like, yeah. why can't they all be enjoyable? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and obviously, I get it. You're saying that to me because it's my launch and my book. So you're not going to say it was shit. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying I made the best poetry launch of all time, but I definitely made the best poetry launch for my book, which mm. is all I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But hearing people, knowing that there were some people. But that's that, kind of exactly
1: what but, I was talking about with yeah. um, this kind of fighting against yourself over what yeah. you think you should do. Because that's exactly, exactly. what it is it's like you have to do the best thing for your work yeah not um not make the book launch that you think you should do because it's been done a certain way yeah 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 that's hard I think it's actually harder than what it's
0: well someone met me at the door and said I've never been to a book launch before what happens yeah and I thought that's fantastic like um amazing that that honesty is great that openness to turn up yeah is amazing and what a good question yeah. And what sort of answer can I give you? And so I said, well, I think this book launch is going to be a little bit different to some other ones, but ultimately it's just a party to say, here's the book.
1: Yeah, here you it know, is. You know, here it, 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 it
0: is. We did it and uh, I did it and, and, and you guys helped. And that's all it is. Yeah. You know.
1: There can be such a formula to these things. Mm. And, and sometimes the formula is awesome and it works and it definitely fits mm. um, a certain thing, but it doesn't have to yeah i'm i it's kind of like with the way we live like in general like there's systems in place for a reason, but they don't aren't always the best system, as we know, like
0: capitalism <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: doesn't work you know sometimes things can be shifted, yeah, and like even when you make like a small change like that incremental changes do have an effect yeah, and it sounds like that sounds so lofty when we're talking about a book launch, but I do think it's important and does have an impact. Like that person has gone to a book launch yeah. had a good time. That's amazing.
0: I've basically just set them up for for yeah. you now. I've handed yeah. them over no, to you know what I mean? Now to lit they're lit gonna lit like crawl. come to Lit Crawl yeah. and go, Well yeah. I cause um, you know, the other thing that we should mention is um because this factors into what you're doing but how cool is it that there are new bookstores opening?
1: I know, and yes. and, and
0: not just at bookstore, but plural. There's yeah. lots of them yeah. in, in our region. yeah. I see that um, Greytown is getting its first proper bookstore. Oh, so, finally. So, yeah, man, that's yeah.
1: been like a So
0: that's what right. I mean. In our wider region, it's, it's happening. Yeah. And I spoke to Jackson recently which will be up on the podcast about their bookstore oh
1: i can't wait for um, that one yeah we've and, actually and just good um, books
0: is open now
1: yeah i can't i haven't visited yet but i've i was so excited for jane and Catherine. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool idea yeah so we're doing a local event there yeah. and we're doing a Newtown sunday stroll which is like our yeah. Newtown mini Sunday afternoon yeah. crawl. Yeah. And I'm, so we've just announced um, Dominic Ho. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Jackson the same thing. Yeah. yeah store. So that, it's Yeah, I've got to try cool. and get to that. Yeah, man. I, I mean, that's what I love about Wellington. It's just the city's always changing. Yeah. Yeah. In, a, in an independent way. Like, there's yeah. just... It's not... Yeah, it's just this kind of independent spirit that I want to ensure is valued Mm. because I think that it can be hard in the arts context it can be hard like the focus is so often on big and new and that's not sometimes not even from within New Zealand like it's an imported thing or and and sometimes it has its place definitely but the the thing that makes Wellington a great city to live in and visit is the little small things that are independent have their own personality and kind of express a slice of the city Mm. and I think that's those kind of you know it's like that Cuba Street vibe is so essential and I think I don't know like I just I do think that's important for to remember because I I mean I think about the UK when you know the high streets got decimated from all of those chain stores like I so hate for that to happen I mean I don't think it will but but I do think, um, that's why I feel really strongly about advocating for the independent art sector because I think it's not a sector that I that I think has been looked after particularly yeah, well. Yeah, and great. I think, yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely sensed a big and seen a shift um, just from people who, like Joe, who's been lobbying for 25 years. Mm. So there's just a huge, um, a huge wave of people who have put so much energy in and I think that is what that is the kind of the ecology that I I want to see survive through 2021
0: 2022 mm. Mm. well you're doing good work <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and and I'm you know I, I think someone like yourself I could see how you could have been thrown the curveballs of 2020 and going well that's it we'll just do something else and you probably yeah. as, you, as you alluded to earlier of course you have moments like that all the time
1: yeah yeah,
0: um, yeah so you're probably, yeah. Seri- you're probably even more seriously than you've said here and I'm not trying to draw this out of you but you probably did have on some level a like right we're done we're actually fully going to um,
1: I I had a massive wave of energy through lockdown and I think what that was was everything else got t- taken away mm. so it was there was no choice in the matter And so I actually finally got the chance to only focus on verb. And maybe that was a really (laughs) great thing. And it kind of made me realize how important it was to me and how much I wanted it to survive. And I think also just having the extra time Mm. balanced my life out in a way that I hadn't had for a while because I'd been so busy. It gave me creative space.
0: Well, this is becoming a recurring theme of this podcast now. But given the people I talk to, the sorts of work people do, and the sorts of people I talk to, um, lockdown was a a gift, it was a <laughs> you know, which is an I incredibly so. um, privileged thing, yeah. position to be in, and you know, because I know it wasn't a gift to everyone. We know that, yeah. but um, but for many of us, it was because we are talking about mm. self-involved. Um, pursuits we're talking yeah. about large levels of self-interest yeah um and yeah a, a, a recalibration and a, and a re-examination of how you spend your time yeah and was was amazing to many people
1: it was amazing and it kind of made me question i was like what am i doing Um, outside of this that is is not a giving me this. I what you know. I'm doing too much stuff. So for me, it actually was a realization that I really needed to not do as many yeah. external things. I was like, I need to focus on this, and I can't just. Yeah. So you know we need, even if it means earning less money and being slightly more on the you know mm-hmm. on the line there, it's healthier and better, and better for yeah, our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And. And that's been... That was an awesome... A really
0: good, important moment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's always great having a chat. Is there anything you need to put across that we haven't covered? We've done a, a softer sell on Lit Crawl this <laughs> year than previous times. But that that's because I really wanted to talk to you about, about how you adapted in 2020 and also because Lit Crawl is so, so very well established that the program's there. People have absorbed it already. No, I'm really
1: nervous. No. <laughs> Every we sold it enough no like, you like have every year I'm like is anyone going to show up that's stupid isn't it no like, it's great because like, do
0: you know why that's great that means that means you're um, on the balls of your feet around it which yeah. means that um, <laughs> you have you know for that energy transference that you talked about to occur there has to be an energy from you where you're like slightly worried you haven't done your best work like imagine if you are like foot off the gas. This is fine. This shit sells out every year. People turn oh, up in no, droves every no. year. Um, here's your fucking festival, dudes. <laughs> no one feels like that about you guys. You know, like how awful would that be? Oh, that's, yeah, I
1: You know, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, would that be time to go. That's like
0: how in the last few weeks, you know, Judith Collins has started talking about STEM and things like that. Like oh, she means it. You know, like oh, that, well, that kind of know, rope, rope
1: enraged me more than anything else. That whole woke subject. Yeah, thing. I was oh. just like, how. Bloody dare you! Like and she how, does she, how does how does so she? Infuriating.
0: How did she get to shit on photography without oh. it? Without it, none of us would have known she was a Christian.
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs> your communion with God would have gone undocumented, <laughs> JC. Yeah, it's um, oh, it's so outrageous to me. Like, I just it's such a. What I, what I'm enjoying though, um, and I was actually texting my parents last night who have kind of gone more left, which is great. When <laughs> Family, and um, they were like, God, she's a real dinosaur. Isn't? You know, like those values that yeah. she's representing are totally, yeah, redundant. archaic. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: and I, d- I and I love that. I feel like maybe this is the first time I've really felt that the majority, like, there's a big shift in this country, like, towards refreshing our values yeah, and yeah. That is, that's shit well you
0: know yeah. the the desperation came out in that final debate last night yeah, because, yeah. she was trying you know, so hard
1: to be nice she was she? trying
0: really hard to be nice and there was this, a flaw in everything she said and yeah. I thought one of the big ones was her standing up and talking about how important it was to usher in the next generation no, of women, women as leaders He's and it's, nice like, it's like the two people you had in your team that actually were i don't know what the word is um but to me they were the acceptable face of right-wing politics is how i would put it yeah yeah um, because there was some progressive ideas and some actual thinking going on not just sort of angry empty rhetoric um they were obviously removed from the party so that judith could ascend yeah um so you know how do you how do you go ahead and trust that person as is as, as speaking with anything yeah um that actually means anything. Yeah, the, the
1: answers to that question were really telling, eh? Just yes. like, Jacinda Ardern was like, there is an obligation. And so yeah. she was really clear about that and kind of the, the mission of, you know, if you're a leader in that privileged position, you have to make way for others. Yeah. And and Judith undercut the question yeah. by saying, oh, you know, I'd like it, you know, for that day to arrive where this isn't even a question. Well, yeah. Not there yet, are we? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: only get to say that when you look back. And exactly. Can, you know, you can't yeah, so
1: that was it. Was a very interesting de- debate, and it, well, it was almost boring. As
0: yeah, always, yeah, but yeah. But no, I, I actually liked it. I thought it yeah. was. It was. It. It was. A, it did a good job of exposing them both for who they actually are more than any of the other ones so I guess they in that sense it was good graduated um, approach by Mm. the debates but that one you know in as much as they're a game and you can ignore them and I ignored a few of them Mm. that one actually um, we got some real you know I I loved um, Jacinda saying you know Will you stay on for a full term? Yes, I will. will you stay on as the leader no. of the opposition?" No, I won't. I'm out of there. I yeah. You know, and and then you know, let me be clear. I'm here to lead the country. Like yeah. that's really powerful. Shit,
1: yeah, I was. Yeah, I was quite kind of. I think quite a few people
0: were really taken aback by that level of honesty. Yeah, it was.
1: It was. Yeah, it sure and is. it
0: really answers the critics of like, oh, if, you know, it's it's an easy right wing agenda comment to to unpack her honesty and and say that it's manufactured. Because you don't manufacture that kind of honesty, because because mm. that um, could really throw some people mm. being that open. Mm. So that really speaks to the fact that you know honesty is what's driving it. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. You know, she she knows how to play the game, sure, because that's what yeah, happens in yeah, politics. She's but
1: great at it. But, yeah. But there is definitely a. Se- I mean, what I think is interesting about the labor. I mean, I don't. I don't vote labor. I'm. I'm more. I, I really like the Green Party policies, mm. it's mm. kinda how I, I vote. I I want more progressive climate change action, etcetera, etcetera. But but the Labour government have done such a good job, like that. I mean, I guess in terms of steering us through this very difficult time and what must be un, an unimaginably difficult job. Like I can't mm. imagine having to steer a country <laughs> through a crisis <Yes>. <laughs> and then a pandemic just insanely good here's,
0: communication. Here's me talking about needing a cup of tea to lie down after my book launch, and you needing a bath and a cry after, <laughs> the, what, you know what do these people do, both of them after this campaign, you I know was, like, you they kidding? have to get up in front of the media oh. they, you know, they don't get a break until um, the end of November. I know,
1: I was actually thinking like, yeah. I wonder what <laughs> Jacinda will do for election night, oh yeah, she'll have to be poised for media. She'll be on. Like, there's no, yeah, yeah and, and she has a kid the same age as Charlie. Like, I yeah. can't... It's astonishing to me. Like, I'm deeply curious about her her life. Like, yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. really am. Like, I think it's such a, an interesting, hard life. Like, mm. such deep sacrifice. There. Mm. Um, I mean, massively privileged job. But but I am curious just about, like, daily life in that world. Like, mm. what is... Yeah, I mean, I know nothing about politics. I'm not... I've never been deeply in it, apart from one stint where I was a journalist for the Select Committee news, which was really fascinating. But I am I don't find that whole world really, really compelling. Like it's so bizarre. Well you I
0: mean, you've mentioned doing the political talks with spin off this year. Yeah. Like and they've been well attended. Yeah. Really yeah, they've well been attended. Great. And 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 they're an important thing to do. They're a great community yeah. service thing to do. But you know, you sound politically engaged. Have they helped you feel even more personally politically engaged yeah
1: they they have in the way that like i don't feel that my position on things would would change be be influenced that much like i feel i kind of know where i sit on the spectrum like i'm pretty left but what has been interesting to me is listening to the questions that come from the audience for the politicians Mm, like mm. that and also like people hearing people like andrew Vance and um um, um, Neil Jones I saying, yeah I've got the right Neil, um, they, just their understanding of the inner machinations mm. has been fascinating to me like just that kind of um, like Simon Bridges that event was fascinating because he was so, he was honest as far as I guess mm. you can say he was mm. but just that way they play the media and the involvement of the media and polling and Um, you know, internal party polling and that kind of stuff fascinated me and I didn't really know much about it before but in the most recent event which was about um, policy, like whether you should vote on policy or personality and how those two things kind of interact and um, the psychology of voting, I guess, mm. like that was fascinating. And like the audience question, the audience was so varied. Like I remember a question from a much older man who was really stressed out by David Seymour, and like wondering why he was not being more attacked by mm. the media. And then um, and a real young guy who's a student, like wondering about um, kind of access to information. You know, like it was just such a very kind of understood how important it is to. To so, to I don't know, I guess, I guess, just understanding how deeply complicated sometimes that world is, and what p- information people just mm. really want mm. and need to know, mm. and like how those I don't know, I just have found it really insightful. Kind of every, everything like Chloe Swabrick she was interesting because she was actually really talking about how much. She hates it in there. And that was interesting. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, the environment for her feels really toxic. And it's not something... She she even said to me, she was like, I oh, hope people don't think I enjoy this. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's yeah. quite... Yeah. Like, she almost seemed a little bit traumatized, you know? Like, it was quite fascinating. And Debbie now had a packer, which, unfortunately, I couldn't see in person because I was sick and didn't want to be COVID scary for people. But, um... I listened to the podcast afterwards and she was so brilliant like i just absolutely mm. loved what she had to say i thought her her papa was so really beautiful and i kind of felt a much stronger connection to the maori party than i had before so yeah it's every one of them has been very insightful in a way mm. that i think i expected but but didn't yeah but, but yeah yeah
0: we went, went above and beyond yeah 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, by the time this comes out, we'll hopefully have the same, some version of the same government.
1: Yeah, surely um, eh? I hope so. Yeah. The early voting. to guess
0: so. And um and th- this will be up to to promote verb which I'm looking forward to. You've got some cool stuff. The lit crawl event, the phases of that look awesome as always.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be able to um, float around this year a
0: bit more. Yeah, and then and then hit that big summer reading list.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really hanging out a bit. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> just to do nothing but read. It's bliss for me. Ain't it just like the night to play tricks when you're trying to be so quiet? we we'll sit here stranded, but we're all doing our best to deny it. And Louise holds a handful of rain Tempting you to defy it Lights flicker from the opposite loft In this room the heat pipes just cough The country music station plays soft But there's nothing, really nothing to turn off Just Louise and her lover so entwined And these visions of Johanna that conquer my mind